Hey guys, we're back again. You guys had so many great questions for us that we decided to do a part two. Yeah, part two coming at you. So we've got questions coming at you this week, and then next week we'll be back with some uh, some more um, studio of our time. topics. Yeah, still mm -hmm. studio time. So check it out. What women binge. <laughs> see Kay Chinnery says Amanda please come decorate my house okay yeah um what are you superstitious about not a thing um not on purpose I'm just not stitious I am very stitious I am superstitious in some ways in some ways I'm totally not black cats best of luck for me I worked with them a lot they crossed my <laughs> path all the time I could give a crap about a black cat being around I think it's good luck for me Friday the 13th I still say that's good luck for me um but I will pick up my feet. This is starting to drive me crazy, actually. I will pick up my feet every time I go over a train track. There's, like, a whole thing about, like, hold a screw, uh, pick your feet up when you go over a train track. I think it goes back to wagon days. Like, you had to pick your feet up so they didn't get stuck in the track. And you had to hold a screw to, like, keep the wagon together so it wouldn't fall apart. I don't do the screw thing anymore. But the feet thing has gotten so insane for me that I will do it if I go over a speed bump. What? If you're driving? Yeah. I keep my foot on the gas or the brake, but I'll pick my feet up. Like, I'll keep—nothing touches the floorboard. That is so weird. It is. So, and it's happening to me more and more when I go over like a bump or I see a pothole. I, I started realizing I'm picking my feet up all the time. And I'm I like, this is bad. The most superstition. It's not even a superstition. I would say, I guess the most like along that vein is like I see numbers everywhere. Mm. And I don't know what they mean. I don't go that far with it. But like twos, like two, two, twos or, you know, 11, 11, that kind of thing. And fives. That's a big number in your life. I don't know why. It used to be eight, and now it's five. Mine was always like 17, 18, 19 seemed to follow me through my life with everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, and then seven. When I got married, seven became a big number for me. But um, but another superstition, I will never walk under a ladder. We had one in my son Brady's room the other day. We were trying to clean his closet out, and there was this ladder because we were trying to hang something for him, too. We were just doing a whole redo on his room. And... That ladder was in the center of the room. And I will tell you that I climbed over that thing every time to get around it. I would not. And I think that comes back from go, being on set, too, as a safety precaution. Because on set, down. there's always things you have to watch out for. And there's ladders everywhere. And I was like, I'm just not going to. Like, it's probably not safe to walk under a ladder it's, when someone might be working. It's a good, cautious. That's more of a safety thing, I think, for oh, me. Oh, Brain says I do have superstitions. I When I go under yellow lights, I always... Oh, I roof. used to do that. And but what is that about? It's like it's like you didn't get caught, right? Isn't that like a I didn't get I caught? I don't know. Thing? I don't know. Do you hold your breath when you go by a cemetery? No. Oh, you're not supposed to breathe in the death. And okay. I think it's from the old days when it actually smelled. So you hold your breath the whole time by the cemetery. And in New York, that is impossible. Those um, cemeteries are huge. I've never heard that before. I've no? heard like through a tunnel you hold your breath. Now you're going to do it, aren't you? No. no tunnel, you go, I, oh. Cemeteries and I are like, I like old ones because I'm fascinated by the people in them. But if you ever put me in one. Oh, no, I'll go in a cemetery. But if I drive by it, I'll hold my breath. Okay. No, I've never done that. But I, I challenge accepted. <laughs> um, and the other it's thing I do is every time I pull out of a family member's driveway, I honk the horn twice. Oh, really? I it, I think it's just tradition. My parents used to do it every time we pulled out of my grandmother's driveway, like as we were leaving. That's interesting. Like they would stand and wave and we'd pull out and honk, honk. So then I started doing it every time I would pull out of my grandmother's driveway or their, you know, my dad or my sister, whoever. And so now, even though my sister lives in town, I you still honk twice. Still honk twice that's when I leave cute. her driveway. I like that one. So but it's not really a superstition. It's just no, a that's tradition. A, yeah, it's tradition. Um, all right. 
Diamond Elma 88, would you ever want to be in another TV series? I uh, have never been in one. Do you want to be in one? I mean, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I, it's a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of work. I have to say, I do want to do another comedy series. Oh, I, I was a referee once. You were? In a television series. Was it in the... Um, Dojo Pro Wrestling? on yeah. Amazon Prime. You two can watch it. Um, yeah, I was I was a ref. I threw my knee out doing it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I do want to do a comedy series again because you know what? It's a really nice life to have with a family, but only if I can do it here in Nashville so I can go home at night. Fair. Like I've never been able to do, like, literally never done a series where I live. Sabrina was the only one because I moved to L.A. to yeah. do that. But I was single at the time. I didn't have kids. My mom was part of the show, so my family came with me. Um, but Clarissa, my family's in New York. I'm working in Orlando on, uh, Melissa and Joey. My family's in Connecticut. I'm working in LA. No good Nick. I moved my family to Tahoe so I could have an easier commute to LA. Like I've never worked where I, so, and that schedule is so easy. You can work four day weeks and you're just making mm-hmm. people laugh. So yeah, I, it's, See, I don't know. I don't know what level of actor I could be. I've never tried, but that does sound like enjoyable work. Being funny, I mean, it's a lot of memorization. It's a lot of focus. It's a lot of physical stuff. Um, but it so it's, it takes a physical toll. But it is, it's fun. That's my most fun. I think I could get down with like some hair and makeup and cute clothes every day, unless I had like it's a gremlin but, character, you know. And it was but, like, <laughs> unless you're doing a, something like Handmaid's Tale, like zero makeup. And, well, I bet that is a lot of makeup to look like they're not wearing a lot of makeup. But then you do something like Picard and that makeup. Some of those. Holy macaroni. Yeah, but Patrick Stewart would be worth it. My friend does the makeup on that. He <laughs> is one of the best. And he, uh, the amount of hours they're in the hair chair is Just like insane. Just set me next to Patrick. I'm good. <laughs> you can do 14 hours of press. It doesn't seem like your type. It's very strange. Uh, I'm sorry. He's beautiful. Okay. Did I, have I told you the story about meeting him and how I burst into I tears? So. Oh, Oh, maybe. It's ridiculous. We were in England at lunch, and Riker was a tiny baby, and we walk into this restaurant. We're like the only people there, except we turn, and all of a sudden, there is Patrick Stewart and his wife at the table next to us. And immediately, like a freaking psychopath, I burst out into tears. Like, could not control myself. That's a normal reaction, to be honest. I'm very pregnant at this point, though. So, like, it could, I'm going to blame the hormones. But I have my baby next to me. I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting at the table with, like, 12 other people. Like, this is not, like, yeah. a thing. And I'm, there's just tears streaming down my face, and I'm like, <laughs> and Logan's like, are you okay? I was like, <laughs> so finally I get my act together and I see him leave to go to the bathroom and Logan grabs me by the arm. He's like, it's now or never. And we we grab Riker and we go out of the room and wait beside the bathroom for him to come out. And we're like, <laughs> we are the, we had to do it. Yeah. Where yeah. else am I going to get this opportunity? So we had just seen him. At least you Broadway. didn't go in the bathroom and take pictures under the stall. Like some I would people never. Have done to me. No, I felt bad enough. Like, I felt bad enough just approaching him when he's just out with his wife. But my kid, Riker, is named after his, like, co-star's yeah. character. Yeah. And he is my childhood. Yeah. I had to take the opportunity. And we literally just saw him and Ian, um, Some what's his name? McKellen on oh. Broadway. Oh. And this incredible, what, uh, what was that play? Um, Waiting for Godot. Oh. I mean, it was unbelievable. And so we told him, you know, we just saw you in Godot and it was amazing. And he was very impressed that we had seen that. 
Um, it did not, I don't think it played for long. And it was very Shakespearean, you know. Well, it sounds like we might have to go to Wizard's World or one of these cons. Because the first con I ever went to was at Wizard's World. And they had the four captains. I, I would can die. You, can you name the four captains? Because I can't. Um, I only know two. Picard. Um, William Shatner's character. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that one. Everybody Just at home is yelling at us right now. Kirk. Kirk. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Ask me this next week when I'm yeah. actually medicated. Why didn't I take my medicine today? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What was it like having Hanson on Sabrina? And do you both feel like they're underrated? 100%. Um, we love Hanson. So, yeah. It's funny, actually. I don't... They were on Sabrina? Oh, my gosh. You don't remember? You know, I don't remember, like, Dick Van Dyke being on Sabrina. Like, I don't remember... I actually was flipping through some of the episodes last night just to spark some memory. And I don't remember... A lot of the people I saw on there, like the mom from Partridge Family was on. Like there we've had a we had a lot of guest stars. But Hansen, I mean, I like them, but they boy bands have never been my thing. And I was thinking I was a little old for Hansen. But my first babysitter that I had for my boys, our first nanny, she was obsessed with Hansen to a way like to affect to the point that I was like, this is not healthy. I think this is weird. <laughs> but she was obsessed with Hansen. I love them. I think I mean, even their music nowadays is really great. Yeah. If yeah, you're not a boy I, band. I, I can totally appreciate they're good. They seem like good guys. They're, they're great interesting. Songwriters. Yeah, they're great musicians. Uh, okay. We're supposed to bring up Taylor's. Uh, oh, he's doing a new thing. The forwomenlifefreedom.com. Yeah, he, he's doing a nonprofit thing for the women in Iran. Mm. Um, so I think it's really cool. So go to forwomenlifefreedom.com to find out what Taylor's out. doing. Taylor Hansen's doing. Um, Chuck has wants to know what your go-to Starbucks order is. Uh, mine is a venti matcha latte, two scoops, oat milk, no sweetener. No, you can't do no sweetener there. That's my order at our other coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> you mean here? But it is a, I'm, I'm like one of those oh, people. Oh, at the well. Uh, yeah. My, uh, my thing now is, yeah, venti matcha latte, two scoops, oat milk. Uh, I am a, depending on the day, grande or venti, oat milk, sugar-free vanilla latte. There you go. I can't do sugar-free with the freaking matcha. I wish I could. Um, Sherry says, are reality show people really celebrities? Can they make it in the business? 100%. <sighs> I disagree. I think there's more. <laughs> I see more grind out of those reality show people That's than That's anyone true. else. But it's it's weird. Like, I wish people would differentiate now between celebrity and, I mean, star is not the right word, but. Uh, well, there's a, they're not actors, they're reality stars. Like a, like a level of talent as far as performing or an art goes, as opposed to influencer slash, like, uh, able to be, like, cause some drama to make you interested. Well, I think a lot of them have used reality shows as stepping stones into acting. Yes. The ones who are talented yeah. in that area. Or, or vice versa, like my friend Garcelle, who we had on the show mm -hmm. last year. Um, who is a fantastic actress, and she and but I are looking for a project together, and she decided to go do reality, and she's trying to get me on that show now. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that. My husband would leave me. I could uh, never. Yeah. Can you imagine if I aired our dirty no. laundry all over? That is not pretty, guys. That, that is would not, not be good. It would be great if we were divorced, but not but good. <laughs> I think in general, reality shows and reality stars are their own thing, and most of them go on to do the influencing thing, yeah. or they do other reality shows. Or they host Yes, or they host things. Um, they become correspondents. Yeah. I feel like there's a. It's just a different thing, and I don't think it, one takes away from the other. But I think the but, problem with for me is in a lot of cases the reality stars tend to use an unfortunate situation to, I don't know, like uh, uh, like below the deck is it, uh, like the worse you behave. 
And the more trouble you cause for someone else, or the more drama you stir up, the bigger ratings, the bigger you're going to be, the more headlines you're going to get, the more covers you're going to get. Train wreck. Everyone loves to stop and watch a train wreck, right? So I feel like that is, I, I don't like that level of it, that, that being naughty gets you rewarded, you know? But, I mean, because nobody goal, likes the good guy. Well, that's not true. Things. There's lots of good, I like, I think of Caitlin Bristow, like on her, oh, yeah. her seasons of Bachelorette and Bachelor, I mean, I would never have said she was a bad girl by any means, but she's one of the most beloved, okay, you know, right. stars that right. come out of that. Oh, and I'm sure there are exceptions, but I just feel like yeah. most of the time, a lot of these I mean, reality stars the come from drama. I look at that, and yes, they've they've they are they leveraged are, it, but they are now billionaires. Yeah. They've created businesses. They you know well, they created lines. the model. They uh, they stole it from Paris Hilton and turned it into. I mean, a, they're brilliant. A bigger franchise. The hustle yeah. is just insane. Yeah. Paris Hilton became. I mean, she was already a nepo baby. <laughs> she was already a. But that's what I'm know, saying. It's a it, rich. Uh, trust fund kid, yeah, who learned how to leverage it to press and then to get herself in some roles, but at playing herself, and then Kim Kardashian followed her coattails and then did it on a bigger level. Yeah, so crazy. and it's still going. It's crazy, it but crazy. I've never. I can say out of all of the stars and celebrities that I've met through this process, the reality stars are the ones I think who work the hardest. They do. They do hustle. That's true. There's a lot of hustle there. Um, can they make it in the business was the other part of that question. If I they're think, talented. Yeah. I mean, I think like Caitlin goes on to, you know, be a dancer and do these other she's things that she's known things, for. Yeah. yeah. And then, so I feel like, um, yeah, with the hustle, with, so, you know, being able to showcase your talent, like sometimes the YouTube stars, the TikTok stars, that stuff too, right? That's all becoming. It's all its own People are thing. super famous now from crazy, crazy things that, that, I mean, there's so many different avenues in. The whole Nepo Baby argument doesn't hold up either because there's just so many ways in now to the business mm-hmm. that weren't available Yeah, if the talent's there, it's available to you. Yeah. Amanda, do you like what's on my face right now? I love them. These are my pair glasses. I'm obsessed. They're so cool. You know why they're so cool? Because you can literally change them anytime you want. Also, because I can see. Well, that's when true I too. read. I need to see, and it really helps. So why stick with the same old pair of glasses when you can have these wonderful glasses? I love that they're lightweight too, so they sit nicely on my face. And then you snap on the frames that you want on top. You can have sunglasses. I've got plaid on right now, but when I take the plaid off, if I just unsnap these, I got a nice light pink color going on. They're so cute. They're so affordable. They're so easy to wear. Um, I mean, this is just a very exciting partnership for me. Yeah, you can change your glasses quicker than you change your hair or quicker than you can change your shirt. Like, you just literally take the magnetic frame off the front and you've got a different pair of glasses on. It's awesome. It basically makes it to where it's the only eyewear you will ever need. Top frames start at $25 so you can build a collection that's unique to you. You can match your outfit, support your home team, or rep your favorite superhero in a snap. And today, over 200 million children worldwide who need glasses can't get them. So every time you buy a pair, Pear provides glasses to a child in need. So to get these glasses and stay as fresh as your unique style, go to PearEyewear.com slash WWB for 15% off your first purchase. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com slash WWB. Thank you, Pear, for being a sponsor of What Women Binge. Jamie says, binging wasn't a thing when we could do it in our teens. Well, when we were in our teens. If you could, what 90s or 2000s show would you two have binged as a teenager? Um, probably, well, I was probably too old for this, but I'll admit it anyway. I loved, like, Lizzie McGuire. Oh, yeah. And I was probably just a step Oh, my gosh. My sister Emily was, (laughs) she auditioned for that. Oh, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, 
those kind of shows, like teen dramas and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is what I was about at that point. You know, growing up, I always heard about, this might be before the 90s, but um, uh, Twin Peaks, which I think got a reboot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So twi- the original Twin Peaks, everyone would talk about it, and I never watched it. And I don't know why. I don't know if my mom wouldn't let me. I don't recall. It was kind of grown up in a bit um, Was dark. it murder mystery-ish, yeah. right? It was like an early Big Little Eyes, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I still don't know anything about it except there was like the big secret and I think I knew what that was. Someone was dead or something like that. But um, that was one I think I would have liked. Or you know what? Um, what's the Clara Dane show? Uh, Party <sighs> Five? No, no, no. Oh, My So-Called Life. My So-Called Life. Yeah, that was a good one. I always wanted to watch that. I've seen a few episodes. I loved it. I wonder if that holds up. The same with my friend Kelly Martin. I know. I want my boys. To- I was thinking about maybe watching some of these teen shows with my boys. But like... Mm. Um, uh, Party Five would be another example of That's one that I never really one. got to watch, but would love. Like I don't think I had the time to actually. Friends, sit and watch I would have it. binged Friends. I didn't know about it at the time. To I be did honest. when it went into syndication. I've seen it too many times now. I'm good. I mean, I'll still watch it. Don't get me wrong. Like almost every night, but I don't need to have binged that back then because it was one that I eventually did get to binge. But there's yeah, uh, my so-called life would be a great one to watch. I think we've been doing the Wonder Years again, as I talked about a lot. Oh, I love Wonder so that Years. was fun. The original Wonder Years. Um, Converse says, my fiance and I are considering having our honeymoon in Tennessee when it, when the time comes, and I would love to visit Nashville. Not the Come entire on. time, but for a day or night. Suggestions for a place to visit, eat, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, goodness. All of the things. Don't come on your honeymoon to Tennessee. What? Right? Why? No. I mean, maybe Tennessee, but not Nashville. Nashville's for the honeymoon. I mean, not the honeymoon. The it's bachelorette the, party. The bachelorette or the, or all the pre. You have an but engagement. But there's still romantic things to do here. In Tennessee, not Nashville. Yeah, there are. You're going to want to go party down. Here's the thing you don't want to do on a honeymoon. I made the mistake of traveling, quote unquote, um, at my honeymoon. Um, We wanted to go to Greece. It was the start of the Iraq war. No travel agent would book us to Greece. It was too close to the action, they said, which is ridiculous now. But so we decided to do Ireland, Scotland, and and London and like go see these places, right? We went to Dublin. We went to Edinburgh and St. Andrews. And then we went to London. And that was a mistake. We were exhausted weeks and months of planning and and preparing and entertaining and dressing up and figuring it all out and trying to sleep and not sleeping we were exhausted all we did was literally watch sabrina and uh say by the bell in the hotel room on a loop because those were the only two things on the tv in ireland that we could watch that we that were like american television and we ate our wedding cake and we just like wanted to veg out we did nothing and i regret that I wish we had just gone somewhere we could have sat guilt-free, like on a beach. And I'm not a beach person, but I wish we could have sat on a beach somewhere and just enjoyed. So I feel like coming to Nashville, it's the same thing. You're going to want to see the Ryman well, or the Grand Well, if you do end Opry. up coming, go to the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, definitely do that. Um, but that's a Saturday night. Our show at the Ryman. Uh, check out uh, Centennial Park Broadway. during the day. It's beautiful. What's what's your favorite restaurant like downtown if you were going to eat it? We like layer cake. We went to layer cake, but it wasn't really a great menu, but it was fun. It's fun. It's a fun it's vibe. It's pretty. Um, probably like Jeff Ruby's or something like that. It's kind of My a favorite. classic what's... steakhouse, but it's got, they usually have a piano player in the bar, so oh, it's really cool, fun. Yeah. If you want to go to a honky tonk, Miranda Lambert's. Is it fun? Rose Cafe, ca- what's it called? Casa Rose or something like that. It's uh, You can't miss it. It's the one with the pink lights on Broadway. It's brand new. It's <laughs> clean. It's pretty. You can go to the third floor and dance. You can go to the second floor and have some Mexican food. I think that one's my the prettiest. And then the Justin Timberlake uh, Supper Club. That's where we really had beautiful. my birthday last year. Yeah. 1230 Club, it's called. Yeah. 1230 Supper Club. That's really pretty. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think if you have an event or something to go to in the evening, there's plenty of stuff to do during the day. You'll be busy, though. That's yeah. why I'm saying honeymoon, no. But maybe come back for your first anniversary. That's my suggestion. <laughs> okay, let's see. If you're going to come to Nashville or if you're going to come to Tennessee, what go to, like, Blackberry Farms or, right? There's, like, so many beautiful, like... I love Blackberry Farms. Out in... I've never been, but I've been told I mountains. have to go there. Like, there's so many places there's to go and relax. There's a new place here called... Um, South Hall or something like that. Oh, yeah. A new resort that just opened that looks beautiful. Yes. And it's about 30 minutes like, south of go Nashville. Go there and chill in, like, the hills of Tennessee and just do, like, Tennessee stuff. Mm -hmm. Drink your little Jack Daniels or whatever. They could go tiny house camping. Oh, tiny house camping is fun. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to do that for my honeymoon, though. No, maybe not. It's fun to do with a bunch of girlfriends and your kids. They're kind of like close to we together. do. My sister and I got the chance to attend a taping of Melissa and Joey, Right Time, Right Place. It was such a wonderful, memorable experience. Yay. If you could time travel and guest star on any classic TV show taped in front of a live audience, what would it be? Ooh, um, this is going to be controversial only because of what we know now, but probably The Cosby Show. Oh, yeah, that's a good I one. I loved that growing up. That was a show I watched a lot in the 80s. That's probably a show I would have wanted to be on. And um, uh, like How a little you... bit later on, like 90210, but that's not a live taping. Like, I don't know if I know the difference, like, if I would know which shows were taped in front of a live Basically, audience. a sitcom would be taped. And anything with, an, with a laugh track. Okay. If you had a laugh track, except Clarissa and Sabrina had a laugh track, but we didn't have an audience. Like, Full House, was that? Full House would be in front of an audience, yeah. Okay, probably at You could have gone to see Fuller House. Interesting. That was in front of an audience. Okay, see? Yeah. I, this is how much I know. <laughs> Out of my four shows, only Melissa and Joey and No Good Nick were in front of an audience. The other two, Clarissa and Sabrina, were not. So, okay. um, but that's only because we did them hybrid style. However, if you toured Nickelodeon Studios, you could watch us film and from up top in the tour. Melissa cursing as a as a child. child. Uh, Honey Bubble Boo says, <laughs> <laughs> once I'm done binging a show, I'm the kind of person who has to look up the bloopers and behind the scenes reels. They have that? I didn't know you could do that for every show. I just love to see the real people behind the characters. Would you consider doing a behind-the-scenes podcast showing us all the people who make your podcast happen and the goofy things that happen? Okay, that'll be my weekly promise. I will make a reel of our peeps this week showing the behind-the-scenes of what happens. people that here. help us. Because our crew, all of our—well, one of them's not here today, but that's okay. Um, but all the people in here— The ones that make us look fabulous and sound fabulous. My favorite part is making them laugh <laughs> and laughing at them. The worst is when they make us laugh and we have to try not to show it. <laughs> so, um, yes, I will do that this week. Yeah, we should do that. That's fun. M. Hoverberg says, I listen to your podcast while I walk or jump on my mini trampoline. Oh, that's, that's a great cool. use of time. I love the, the, the multitasking. It keeps me motivated. What, a fun or, what, are, what fun or creative ways are you exercising or staying motivated to exercise? Well, you've been on it. I am. More so than I'm I have. doing a challenge. So this, uh, I'm doing an eight week challenge of like having to work out at least three times a week. But there's like a, a like a fat measurement thing that's happening. Oh, so the I'm, in body thing. Yeah. So I'm waiting to be like measured in a few weeks and see how I've done. Last year, while I felt better, I didn't lose anything. It's okay. I know, but I was really bummed out. I worked so hard. So I'm working hard, and I am. Uh, but I'm. It, it just depends on if I'm motivated, if I'm tired from working. I don't usually work out. But um, that's a great idea, like listening to podcasts. I actually watched The Bear while on the – I still have a Stairmaster, you guys. I have an old-school Stairmaster. And uh, I've had it for, like, decades. And so my husband's trying to get rid of it. so bad. Well, I do have a hip problem. Maybe – I don't know. I love it, though. And that and my spinning, right? I love spinning and I love uh, Stairmasters. And uh, I hate running, but I do it once in a while – 
I love my rower. So, but watching the bear while on the Stairmaster was kind of a great, I felt like I was multitasking. I was like, I need to do this more. Did it not like make, watching the bear makes me hungry every time. So. Oh no, it, watching food cook makes me sick. Like food commercials, like when you're like, oh, great British Arby's, bake off, and I, I'm like over there with like oh. all the things surrounding me. No, I can't. I watch it. I'm like the meat sizzling and the potatoes are. Being, no, I'm like, Ugh. I don't know why it makes me gag. <laughs> I don't know why. You're the only one. It makes me hungry. I know it doesn't work for me. I um my my motivation is um lacking. I blame my toe, and I'm going to milk it for as long oh. as humanly possible. Well, that makes sense. When you're Amy, I'm sorry if you're listening. And when you when you when you hurt yourself, it sucks. Like that's always the thing. When I start, I'm like, I'm gonna be so great. I'm gonna da da da. And something makes you you get hurt or oh, you get sick. Oh, I got sick. the toe. Then I got the flu. Yeah. And I'm like, I actually I only did like three professional sessions in all of January. Usually, <laughs> oh, I'm like a two session. You've been a really week. good. You before leading up to the holidays, you were so diligent and good and disciplined. And I think you'll get back there. You just need a minute. It's okay. <sighs> I, I read this whole thing about like resolutions and when they end and we get discouraged with ourselves and we give up. But you can start a resolution anytime. Well, that's why I don't make them. Because yes. I am the person who will be like, uh, I don't need that pressure. I set a goal, <laughs> right? My birthday coming up or yeah. an event I have to be or I'm going to be on TV or I just want to feel better because I don't fit in my clothes right now. That kind of thing. So, Amanda, you know when you're sick and you're, like, trying to find what these symptoms mean and you stumble down a big old TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts? Yeah. Um, let me just tell you, having just had the flu, there were many, many suggested remedies on uh, the old TikToks. Or, like, your group chat or whatever, right? Everybody, like, tries to tell you what you got, what's going wrong, what you should do. But you need to hear it from trusted professionals, not just random people on the Internet. Yeah, that's why I'm very grateful for ZocDoc. They help you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care that you need and deliver the type of experience that you want. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed. They take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who's patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Go to ZocDoc.com WWB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash W-W-B. ZocDoc dot com slash W-W-B. Thanks, ZocDoc, for sponsoring What Women Binge. Obviously, Sabrina the Teenage Witch was an adaptation of the Archie comics. Is there something else that you would also love to adapt to the screen? Or just something you've read that you would love to see made for TV film? Any book that we've read recently is being made a movie. I know, which is awesome. Nobody can, like, nobody misses anything these days. It's really hard to find something that hasn't been done and redone and done again. Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, well, there's a lot of scripts I read in the past that I wish would come to fruition. A lot of stories to be told. But I can't think of anything that would that other than old scripts that I've uh, read, like scripts that I read a long time ago, that stories that never got made. One about um, one script was like about the devil. One was about a girl who slips into the wrong body. Um, that was actually a book called My Body. Read that. That's, okay. Was it called My Body? The Body? My Body, I think it's called. It's uh, there's just some things that, yeah, I wish we had been able to make these movies. Oh, Jacob's Hands. That's a book by Aldous Huxley. Um, we were going to make that movie with Matthew Modine, I think, at some point, and it just never got made. What's that one about? That one is about um, a big guy who's sort of a healer. Jacob is a healer, but everyone's scared of him because he's like this big kind of giant guy. I've ever and... told you that one time I saw John the Baptist's hand. What? In real life. I've seen it. 
They have it still? It's in a church in Israel, in it's the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Over 2,000 years old. And it is. It is gross. It's a hand. I mean, they do have, in Catholic churches, they have a lot of relics of each saint That's what it stuff. is. Okay. So, I fun story. Where is this? It's in Israel. Um, I was in Israel one summer, and one of my friends, Andy Economo, speaks fluent Greek. And a lot of the holy sites in Israel are owned by the Greek Orthodox Church. So it's super fun to travel with Andy because not only does he speak Greek, he speaks like a million languages. And um, so we'd be walking around somewhere. He'd figure out what language they were speaking. He'd just walk right up to them. So we're in this church, Church of the Holy Sepulchre, and he's like, follow me. And I was like, where are we going? And he's like, I don't know, but there's a door over here. And I was like, okay. So I follow him. He knocks on the door. It's this big wooden door. It opens creaky like it would in a movie. It's like... And inside are like four monks dressed in brown monk outfits. Mm -hmm. And they're just hanging out, sitting around this desk. And he walks in and he's speaking Greek to them. And I'm just standing there. And all of a sudden they put a juice in one hand and hand me some candy in the other. And they're like, come this way. So I'm following them. Candy and juice. Yeah. Anytime you go into a room. Eucharist. No, it's it's just more of a hospitality thing. Every time we'd go in one of these doors in one of these places, they would hand me juice or candy or whatever. I guess you need your sweets in case you pass out. I don't know. Well, they were like Greek treats. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. There was juice. There was candy. (laughs) Then there was a door. And they were like, come, come look. And I was like, okay. No idea what I was walking into. But they opened what looks like a closet door and inside is like these wooden cases full, like with red velvet linings and what looks like jewels. And I was like, oh, cool. And then you look closer. And no, they're body parts. Ooh. And they are relics of the saints yeah. that they have rescued from different places over the centuries. And so, but they've been adorned. So they've got like, like his hand all mummified and shriveled up, had like a cuff on it. Like a gold cuff, and there was like a piece of a skull, and there was like teeth, and all these different wow. things. A rib bone here. And I thought his head was given to Salome, though. Right? Well, I got I saw his hand, so maybe <laughs> it was. I don't know. Oh, wow! You said that's, hands. Well, I thought about John the Baptist. That's it. Th- yeah, 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 yeah. This book, Jacob's Hands, though, was about it's about a healer, but John the Baptist. That's a that's a cool hand too to see. But that was really cool. Like cool hand, Luke. Um, where are we? Um, Laura asked, have either one of you watched The Chosen on The Chosen app or Angel Studios app? It's about the life of Jesus and the disciples. I have actually not watched this, but I've heard great things. I keep trying to watch this. This is something I keep putting on my list, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, I've heard amazing things. And even recently, like yeah. a few days ago, someone was like, you have to watch one The One of Chosen. our friends is currently making a movie for Angel Studios. So that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if we're actually supposed to talk about it, so uh, that's all I'll say. I but- will tell you Jesus Revolution Phenomenal movie. Was that Even Angel if you're Studios? not into, I don't know if it's Angel. It's the Irwin brothers, but um, yeah. who did like American Underdog and uh, uh, all you know. A oh, bunch that of guy that who played um, Jesus and the Chosen is in that one though. Jesus Revolution. Jesus Revolution. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe that's why. Yeah, but um, you know, I think even if you're not a fan of like the our Christian movies, our friend Kimberly movies, is in it. Our friend Kimberly Paisley is in it, and our friend Anna did wardrobe in it, which is amazing because it takes place in the 70s, and so it's a great period beautiful piece. beautiful work. Yes, and, and really fun movie. Really yeah. fun movie. We'll talk about so, that more. No, I haven't a... watched it, but I want to. Yeah. Um, Meg says, uh, what's your favorite thing about each other? <gasps> so many things. Oh, my gosh. I would say, like, if I have to, like, kind of solidify them, it would be, like, your vibrant, like— 
personality, everything about you is vibrant, right? Like personality, Aww. colors that you choose, like everything that you just radiate like colors. It's amazing. Well, thank you. I love that you are such a relational human. Like I feel like you are so good at seeing the best in people and believing the best in people. Oh. And you're you're what we call the nucleus in our group. <laughs> Like, you just draw people to Tujin you. Melissa or regular Melissa? Regular Melissa. Tujin <laughs> Melissa is really fun, too. But she maybe isn't as good a judge of character. <laughs> um, no, I just feel like you're our nucleus. Like, Aww. we're all drawn to you. You just have this welcoming, real personality. Thank you. You're easy to connect with. You're easy to... Love. Thanks, girl. I just love you so I love much. You too. I'm Thank so you. glad you're my friend. We all right, Cam says, do you have a favorite book in the Bible and why? I do. Which one? Second Timothy. Oh, really? Yes. Why that one? Um, it, well, there's the one verse that I really love, Second Timothy 4.12. Don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. Set an example among believers. Um, that's paraphrased. But when I was growing up, I, this is, it's going to sound weird or whatever, but I always felt like I was destined to do something big. And I never knew what it was. I I mean, I don't care about being famous. I don't care about anything like that. And so it's always been, well, for a while I thought I was going to be a worship leader or maybe I would be an evangelist or maybe I would just be a mom or a mentor, whatever that meant. I've gone through so many different cycles in my life. Um, but I just felt like God wanted me to know that as a young person, I wasn't counted out. Mm. And so that verse just always really spoke to me. And that entire book now, as I'm not so young anymore, I feel like applies to me even more so in that I'm raising children. Yeah. And I want them to know, like, they're my big thing. And God has a big thing for them, too. And their age is never going to count them out. So do you have that? Do you have that verse in your house anywhere or anything? You know, I don't. I should. I think you need it. That's oh, what yeah. I'll get you for your birthday. Oh, okay. I asked for something for my birthday. Now I'll get you that. For I'll your get birthday. you face tape. You get me. Face You're going to get me a Bible verse. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about you? I would say uh, I love the Book of Esther. Yeah, that spoke to me um, when I first read that. When I first learned about it. Um, uh, well, first of all, rare to hear about a woman in the Bible, but also um, the bravery she put on. How the Jews were persecuted in another section of the Bible that I hadn't really realized, like how many times the Jewish, um, the Jewish people were, uh, like, I don't know, like slaughtered. And mm -hmm. that was, it was really, uh, fascinating to me. And I thought it was just, it's one of those that's a little bit easy to read. It's very story driven. Mm -hmm. Um, and relatable as women and relatable. And you know what it was in my head, a lot of when I do reading, I, I, I visualize it. Right. So I could see the movie and I know there's yes. been movies about it and I haven't watched any movies cause I feel like it's going to disappoint, but <laughs> I wanted to make that movie. You know what I mean? I was like, this is Do a story it. that needs to be told. But it's been it's been Make done. a modern Esther. I think there was one. So? Not too long ago. But maybe I'll do another one. Why not? Or maybe we'll do a, yeah, like a modern Esther, like an Esther now. Yeah. In like 2023. Yeah. I like it. Let's write that. We'll write okay. that. Okay, next. Shy Shy says, what was your favorite, oh, your favorite movie you did? Well, I have not done, well, actually, <laughs> that's not true. I did a movie. You did? Yeah, like recently. It hasn't come out yet. But, um. I'll let you know when it okay. comes out. It's a very tiny little part, but it's the first time in like a decade I've been asked to do anything like that. I'm gonna so have to put really you fun. in one of mine. Uh sure. Right. Apparently, uh, I got it. <laughs> you got the thing. 
Um, my favorite oh, and movie, I am in Santa Boot Camp. You the, are. You the are. top of my head is in Santa Boot Camp. When, at the awards ceremony when it was pouring oh, yes. rain and we were trying to avoid lightning. And yes. I am like, literally, it's it's the top of my head and everyone else. <laughs> Some of your children are running around too somewhere in there. Not at that one because that was like three No, not that one. Um, yeah, that was like two in the morning. Um, What's your favorite movie? My you favorite movie that I did, well, I had a really good time on Drive Me Crazy and that was like in the heyday of, well, for me, movie making when I could, when you didn't rush through things and they weren't cheaped out. It was actually a good budget. It was a nice long shoot. We had time to sink our teeth and I had time to prepare. I worked with an acting coach. I got in shape for it, like all these things, right? So I really, I really got to kind of be present in a movie. Nowadays, it feels like they're so rushed. It's hurry up, squeeze it in, um, make it cheap. So it was, it was, that was a nice experience. But one of the ones that was really difficult for me was, um, can't really wait. Because I was shooting Sabrina during the day and shooting oh, Can't and Hardly yearbook, Wait at night. Yeah. We're yearbook girl. Yeah. It's uncredited. Um, but You were credited? Am, oh, no. I decided to pull my name out of that and not another teen movie. I was like, I don't want anyone to actually know it's me. I want them to guess. I just, I don't know. I just decided to do a cameo. That's a cameo, right? I mean, you're, yeah, your you're pink dress and pigtails, it's pretty obvious Like who for you, you are. to go, oh, is that Melissa? But you can't check. You just have to know if it's me or not. Anyway, it's me. But um, <laughs> and you'll hear me call out my sister's name, isn't it? Funny enough, I'll be like Trisha, sign my ear. But you'll hear me say my sister's yeah. names. But little side note here, real quick. Um, I was shooting Sabrina during the day, and that at night. I don't think I've told this story here before, but stop me if I did. Maybe but about the pool and the water on Sabrina. I was like in no. the water a whole like twenty four hours. So there was an episode of Sabrina where somehow my magic goes awry and I make it rain in the hallway, and I was wearing like sound foam on my shoes. And I had to go running past the camera. Like, it starts raining or something, and I go running past the camera. Well, when I went, I slipped, and I fell, and I knocked my head on the ground. Came this close to hitting the dolly, which is, like, a big piece of metal, hunk of metal, with lots of sharp edges and whatnot. And I could have really knocked myself out. But I slammed back. I hit the ground. And that was the end of, a basically, I think, a 12-hour day for me. And then I had to go drive to Pasadena and shoot this movie all night. And this this scene of the movie was, and it's been cut out of the movie, so you can't really see it. Um, everybody's fleeing from the cops out of this. So the can't really wait is about a party, right? It's about teenagers at a party and everyone's just, it's all these different experiences, all these different character things, girls breaking up with guys, guys trying to get laid, like all this fun yeah. stuff happening. Right. And so, um, my character is just an obnoxious yearbook girl. So as everybody goes running from the police out of the house, they push past me, drop me in the pool. I get knocked in the pool. I climb out of the pool. I get knocked back in the pool. So all night long we're shooting this scene where I'm just getting knocked in this pool. It's it's January in, I think it was January, it was winter in California, which can be really freakishly cold, which nobody knows. It's like desert. So when the sun goes down, it's like the moon. It's just freezing cold. It's like the moon. So I, it is. It's like the moon. When the sun's okay. up, it's hot. When the sun's gone, it's really cold. And so I'm falling in the pool all night. And I'm freezing and shivering. I've already been knocked out once today. I'm like already been soaking wet all day long. I'm getting knocked in the pool. The directors keep, yeah, I'm sorry, we have to do it again. I'm sorry, we have to do it again. I'm so sorry, we have to do it again. I'm like, no big deal. It's fine, it's fine. They see me shivering. I think my lips turn blue. And all of a sudden we notice my shins are bleeding. Because every time I pulled myself out, I've like popped myself out of the pool and knocked back in. I guess I was dragging my shins along, but I was uh-huh. so cold I didn't feel it. So I'm bleeding from the shins. <laughs> And I'm like, no, we can do it again. We can do it again. And finally, they're like, just, it's okay. We didn't get the shot. Don't worry about it. We'll just stop. And it's like, you know, four in the morning. I have to go back to work in two hours on Sabrina. Oh, my gosh. And so that was was a rough night. But Jennifer Love Hewitt and I had some fun, too, because there was this, we were shooting all nights. It was always nights for me. So I'm kind of like double duty, right? I'm like pulling graveyard shifts and working during the day. And 
there was like this owl. Oh, I'd convinced her to take B12. I was like, hey, if you want to stay awake, like if you need a little boost of energy, take this little pill, dissolve it under your tongue. She goes, I don't do drugs. I'm like, no, 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 I don't do drugs either. It's B12. It's a vitamin. It, it'll get your bloodstream easier that way and it'll help you just stay awake, just feel a little more alert. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't do stuff like that. And I'm like, no, I swear it's just a vitamin. <laughs> and so she does it with me. And then we start hearing an owl hooting and we're like, did you hear that? Did you hear? She's like, I knew I shouldn't have done drugs with you. I'm like, no, it wasn't drugs. It's a B12. So I think to this day, she probably thinks I drugged her, but. I love that love, story. I did not drug you. Okay. I just gave you a vitamin that probably now you take every day. And that I, get, I get shots now every week. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I just, yeah, I don't think I've ever, I haven't talked to love since then. So I'd like her to know I did not drug you, girl. <laughs> putting so, it out there. Yep. Just putting it out there. Beth, uh, what sh- Beth says, what shows did you binge watch the fastest, like in one night? Mine is Fuller House and Emily in Paris. Uh, I think, oh, there was one, um, well, I don't know if it's still out there or not, called um, Mozart in the Jungle. Ooh. It's been a few years now. It was so good. Me and the brain watched it, I mean, probably whole seasons in a day. Uh, I watched all of Bridgerton in one sitting. Really? Yeah, I did. At like two in the morning, too. I don't think I've ever watched anything in one sitting. I, um, I will say the fastest I binged was I was alone for a chunk of 2018 in L.A. working on No Good Nick for Netflix. And um, I was all by myself in my house in L.A., had a lot of time, get home from work sometimes at three in the afternoon and would watch. It's I'd never seen... Game of Thrones, and that's just oh, when that's I'd a watch lot of three TV. or four episodes a, a day at least, dying to get back home and watch it again. I would only watch it at home. I wouldn't watch it at work or anything, just because I didn't want it like to see it on a small screen. I wanted it on like a TV, and uh, yeah, I watched all what six seasons that were out at the time before the last season came out. I watched them all in a matter of four months, which I think is pretty good for me. That is really good, but especially when there's like it's seventy hours of television. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we've watched. Um, well, recently we've been on Home Economics, and because there were like three seasons of it already, we binged so many of those yeah. in a day. I feel like I'd, I'm never able to get through things because I'm either waiting for Mark or waiting for the chance to not be with my family. <laughs> but oh yeah, our merch. Hoodie. Don't forget your or merch. Your t-shirt. I like your hoodie hoodie that you're wearing, right? We and don't I'm have my... our mugs here. We need to. What? But there's mugs. Bed? T-shirts. There's new merch coming soon. So. Yeah, so check out. That's on whatwomenbinge.com. You can check out everything. You can find our YouTube link. You can um, you can connect with us. You can buy it's our merch. There. You can do all of it there. You, can, If you want to listen to us on Spotify or Apple, if you would rate and review. And don't forget to go on our Instagram and uh, ask us some questions for next week, all right? Love you guys. Thanks for being here. Bye.